from inside Memorial Stadium. This is the Huskers Radio Network podcast. All Huskers, all the time. Here's your host, Jessica Cootie. Welcome back into another episode of the Huskers Radio Network podcast. I'm Jessica Cootie. We just celebrated International Women's Day. It's Women's History Month in the month of March. So we thought what a perfect time to introduce you to the rest of the women that are part of Matt Rule's staff here with Husker football. So we have three of them joining us. We'll start from my left, uh, Brittany Oleg-Mueller, who might be a familiar face because she joined us last year on the podcast. Some people might be familiar with her story. Some people might not, but we'll talk about uh, all of that and, and joining this new staff with Brittany, and she is the director of on-campus recruiting. Uh, and then S.J. Hume, right? Said it right? Yes, SJ yeah, you got Hume. it. <laughs> uh, also one of those native Texans that joined the staff, and she is head coach support and also on the football staff operations team. And then Kiera Mayo, assistant director of football operations, is uh, to the far end there. So ladies, thanks so much for joining us. Yes, yes thanks for having us. Here. All right, well, let's just start uh, from the top. Tell us your background. How you got here. Kira, we'll start with you. Okay, well, I'm originally from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm a long way from home. (laughs) Um, So I got my graduate degree at Belmont University in Nashville, so that's kind of how I got into football. I started in equipment, so I've been through all levels of it. Um, So when I graduated from Belmont, um, I got a job in Texas, uh, Beaumont, Texas, at Lamar University. I was uh, director of football operations there. And then um, went to AFCA, and it's just kind of happened. Uh, it's one of those things of like I just prayed on it and I just asked and continued to make connections and then I had an interview with the Matt Rule and now I'm here. Ashley, <laughs> um, what about you? Okay, mine's very different from Matt. <laughs> That's uh, what's cool is you guys all have different kind of stories yes. and journeys, but here you are together. Yeah, so. it's, been, it's been fun getting to yes. know. Um, so my dad is a Texas high school football coach mm-hmm. and so I was born during football season and that Friday, I went to football. I went to his first game. And so I kind of grew up around football. In fourth grade, I was on the sideline with my dad. In high school, I was on the sideline with my dad. I was never in the student section, couldn't do it. I had to be there in the middle of everything. Um, we moved to Waco, and I met Coach Rule there and a couple of his staff, and I coached his oldest son, Bryant, in tennis. Oh, cool. When he was younger, I was his camp tennis counselor. It was so much fun. Brian doesn't remember because he's too young, but everyone else does. Um, And then I went to college at the University of Mississippi. So love that. And then Coach Kiffin actually hired me after I graduated. And then we've become good friends. I worked with him. He was great to work for. But I wanted a challenge and I wanted to work under Coach Rule. So here I am. And Brittany's the native Nebraskan. Yes. So I was born and raised in Nebraska. Um, I am from Elkhorn, Nebraska, which is just a suburb of Omaha. And I went to school here at the University of Nebraska. So I graduated a Husker. Um, I started working with Nebraska football right after I graduated for a short three months. And then I decided that football is my passion and what I want to work in. So I went down to the University of Florida where I worked there for 10 months before getting hired back here full-time as the director of recruiting. And I've been here since June. So 
yeah, it's a great experience. Again, my story is so different <laughs> um, than these two. But yeah, it's so cool because now we're all here together. I think that's what's cool about the stuff that's being put together as it is, is people from all walks of life that can connect with a lot of different people in terms of recruiting, the guys that are on the team. It's just important to have somebody that can relate to everybody. I want to dive into a little bit more. Kiara, why did you want to get into football? So you told us how you got here, but why did you have that passion that you wanted to take this path? Um, I think Alabama is a lot like Nebraska in a way of like, that's all we have. We don't have the NFL teams. We don't have big teams. We don't have an NBA team. So it's like, a nut, like what? You, you choose a side. When you when you grow up in Alabama, you choose a side. We all know which. We all know the two sides you have to choose. And so it's a thing of like it's always been the most important thing. And then just to be honest, I I see for me it's I know that college football players these are some of the best four years of their lives. And I know for me like the experiences, the, the things, the places I've been able to go, I didn't have those experiences if it was not for football. And I was a and I played volleyball in college. And so that experience and being a part of that like that that four years of their lives, I think that means a lot to me. And I, and I think that the people here, they understand that as well. And that's why this is a great place to be is because I, we are invested and Coach Rule is really invested in like these guys coming here and becoming better men for when they, you know, have to go out and be men in the world. And I, and I love being a part of that. Absolutely. And so... So, so you grew up in it, but like, you know, it's one thing to grow up in it and then find your own path in it. So when did you think, okay, this, I want to stick around football separate from what my dad's career is? For sure, for sure. So I played tennis and volleyball in high school, like very competitively, and I was getting offers and I was like, that's awesome. Like, and then these coaches were like, so like, what do you want to do? Like, what, what career do you want? And I was like football and they're like that doesn't work like that's just not possible with like how you're doing it and I was like okay so I had to reevaluate what's gonna happen like what am I gonna do now and I was like I have to give something up and it can't be football because I don't know what else I would do so I gave up playing sports in college to pursue football because it meant so much to me in a way of I know that they come in football like as little boys and they grow up and then all these coaches here want them to become great men and great leaders in their in their own families and in their own friendships and just exceed in so many other levels. And so that just tugged on my heart, especially because football, yes, is just a game, but it's more than a game to everyone that plays and especially at this program. It just means more to everyone here which is so incredible. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, Brittany, why recruiting? You had hit on you know, the passion for Nebraska and you fell in love with it when you were a student, but why did you wanna go on the recruiting path? Yeah, so while I was a student here, I was actually the vice president of membership at my sorority. So I led their sororities recruitment um, and I really liked being able to lead recruiting in that way. Um, however, my major was in finance and I got my degree in finance. So I knew I didn't want to do that, but I didn't know how I was going to kind of put what I wanted into a career. And then finally I was like, okay, um, I worked at Huddle for two years when I was an undergrad and I worked in HR there too. And I really loved it. And that's kind of where I fell in love in the world of sports and how women can impact the world of sports. That's really where I learned that. And so then when I was just thinking of what to do and how to put all my passions together, um, this job honestly just kind of fell into my lap and I was very lucky and very fortunate um, to get it. So that was kind of my pathway of how to get here. And, you know, again, I think 
just understanding, and, and I think fans are interested here because you guys all are from different places, but why you wanted to come here and be a part of Matt Rule's staff. Brittany, you were already here, so what was the transition like for you when the new coaching staff came in and you thought you wanted to stick around and be a part of this? Yeah, obviously um, it's nerve-wracking when a new staff comes in. You never know what to expect. Um, or what's going to happen, but this staff has been absolutely amazing, and I cannot I don't even know how to put into words how great they have been. Um, the first day they were here, they all came up to me, hi, how are you, how are you doing? Um, and I really spent the time just to get to know them as people, not even as coaches, um, and learn their stories and learn their backgrounds. And again, I just fell in love with this staff, and I really wanted to stay, so I went up to Coach Rule, and I told him that, and I said, Coach Rule, you know, like I would absolutely love to stay and work for you at this program. Um, I see your vision and I want to help you do what it takes to get Nebraska football back to where we want it to be. Yeah, that gives me chills. And then, SJ, for you, uh, you were working uh, with Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. So, why uh, the transition to work with Coach Rule? I saw something in him and I saw what he was doing with all the other programs that he's been with and I just wanted to be a part of something bigger than one person and just one team we see especially like all the coaches and everyone on staff your vision is bigger than who you are it's about a whole team and not just individual and so and it's about family like it's you are a family you spend your whole life it seems like your whole life, I guess you could say. I mean, yeah. like you see everyone at work and every one of these players more than you see your actual family and more than your friends. And so it becomes a family. So I just moved here like 30 days ago. <laughs> I just got done moving in. But everyone was like, hey, how can I help you? Hey, can I move in? Like, hey, like, let's all just like chill. Like, and everyone's like so inviting and so wanting to like be here and make this better as a family. And that's just so rare to get that from every single person. It's not just coming from Coach Rule. It's coming from every single person, every single coach, every single like support staff. It's, it's just an incredible feeling that you don't find many places. And Kira, you were the director of football operations at Lamar mm -hmm. in 20, last season, right? Mm -hmm. And so why was this the good next step, the best next step for you in your career? Yeah, it was a great next step. I think the biggest thing was the challenge of it all. Um, I, so, fun fact, my dream was to be DFO. Like that, when I graduated, I'm like, this is what I want to do. So not knowing that a month after I graduated, not even a month, I was going to get offered the job as DFO. And Tell people what that is. So, director of football yep. operations. Yep. And I didn't know, like, I never thought that I would get the job as soon, you know, as soon as I did. And then, so, when this came up, it was like, this is a challenge. I'm from, I've never I live in Alabama, Texas, and Tennessee. And so it's like, okay, the challenge of, one, I'm moving to the Midwest, but the challenge of, can I really do this? And I think that is also why I am where I am in my career is because every single time, it's like, can I really do this? I've had to take a chance on myself. Like, I'm from an inner city. There's, you know, I went to a city school. So it's like, those things, I've continued to persevere and say, you know what? Like, I'm going to trust the process, and by any means necessary, I'm going to get this done. And this was, this was literally an opportunity of, like, I know I can do this. I have to prove to myself and to everybody, like, I can, I can do this, and I can do it at a high level. And I work with, like, the people that I work with, especially operations, like our director for operations, Gordon, he's, like, he's amazing. And, like, I, I love the fact that I get to work for someone who has so much knowledge and who's willing to bring us along. Even our chief of staff, like, Dr. Elza, she was like, whatever, wherever you want to be, like, I want you to be there. And that, like, that was our first conversation. And so, like, the people here, they're willing to grow me, and I, and I knew I, I went and conquered, you know, at Lamar, but it was time, like, okay, next test. And this is it. And I like we're we're going to be good because we have so many mm -hmm. good people here. Oh, that's awesome.
Dr. Elsa is incredible. Amazing. A queen. We love like, her. Amazing. I was ready to run through a brick wall after talking to you. Yes. Um, well, so again, I have so many questions I got to get to. Okay, so um, Kira, what did you learn as director of operations at Lamar that you feel like you can bring here? I think the biggest thing that I learned is that you cannot be afraid to make mistakes and you can't be afraid to try. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't, I Lamar is a place that, you know, it's a small, it's, it's, a, it's FCS, um, you know, resources are different. So I've always tried to get it done by any means necessary. And I think here is one of those things, it's all hands on deck and you just can't be afraid to try. You can't be afraid to, you just can't be afraid. And I think that's the biggest thing is like canceling out that fear and just going on what you know and not being afraid to make mistakes and ask questions. And I feel like that's what I've done since I've been here. And it's really boded well for me this far. That's awesome. Um, SJ, for you and coming from Texas, obviously we know that pipeline is so important. And I mean, and we've heard the staff talk about they're going to protect the home field here in Nebraska, Mm -hmm. but that pipeline back to Texas and that, you know, there's so much talent there. And we talked at length with Dr. Elza about it and and we've heard about it. But how important is that to you, too? Because you've seen it firsthand how great the talent is down there. How important is getting that talent back here to Nebraska? That talent is so important. Those kids in Texas are hungry to win and they're hungry to get somewhere where they can win. And just having that connection. I mean, we have so many coaches from Texas. We have Garrett McGuire. Um, we have Bob Wager, and I mean, I could just keep going with the list of people from Texas because it's so important to have such a big state come to Nebraska. And there are so many people that live in Texas that went to school here and they're like, oh, you have to go to Nebraska. And so whenever I told everyone that I knew, they're like, Nebraska, you're going there? Oh my God, I'm going to come. I'm going to come. <laughs> so it's just so important to just continue to like just be there for all the Texas people because they're so invested. Texas people, I mean, I can't speak this for every state, but I mean, they're so invested in their football. I mean, you can say that from Mm -hmm. their high school, like you live and die football. Like it is in your blood in football and it is here, which is what I've learned here. Like, which is crazy because I never thought it would be in another state, but it they do bleed red big like it is like i know it's everywhere but it's true here and it is true in texas too so to like continue to have that relationship in texas it will make a very big difference here in nebraska it's awesome and Brittany, the director of on-campus recruiting that's one thing we heard from the start as soon as the staff got here they hit the ground running boy they had knocked it out of the park time and time again you were part of that from the start mm-hmm. what was that like what was your perspective of that from the immediate jump they started having recruits on campus yeah. and it was like Commit after commit after commit. You got involved on this Twitter game. I did. Twitter was blowing up. We were trending. We had all the staff involved. I mean, what was that like to be a part of that? Incredible. Um, That process was not only such a learning process for me. um, During that time, I actually transitioned in getting into more leadership roles within on-campus recruiting. And I really got to bring my ideas to life of how I want to elevate our recruiting strategy and make Mm -hmm. it the best it can be. So during that time, not only was my ideas were flowing, but the support that I got from the coaches and the support staff to do what I need to do and what I think is best was so incredible. Um, And then obviously the topping on the cake was all of these commits Mm -hmm. like come in one after another and everyone was saying amazing things. And it just makes my heart so happy because that's how I grew up. I grew Mm -hmm. up knowing that this state is special. I mean, my dad still says it to this day, talks about all the championships. So being able to now kind of have that impact on Nebraska football is 
Yeah, uh, incredible. I don't want to keep saying that word, but (laughs) (laughs) it is the best word coming to mind. So what was it like then? What was your perspective of of seeing these coaches firsthand connect with these players, you know, Mm -hmm. and building those relationships? Because when when I talk to these recruits and they say why they committed a big part of it is is those connections that they built with the coaches. Mm -hmm. So what was it like? watching that what was your perspective of that of how they were able to be so genuine and build those yes. those genuine connections i think the main thing with our coaches is that who they say they are when they're talking to a crew is the exact same person that they are in the office mm-hmm. so like they are so genuine they have the most integrity um and they know what they're talking about so obviously when they make those connections um and our recruit comes to campus it just continues to flourish um recruiting is so big here obviously as everybody knows so just keeping those connections um as genuine and keeping constant communication with these recruits has been super beneficial I guess, you know, for we your kind of job is, you, we've talked about it, but mm-hmm. can you guys dive into what your role is and some of the duties and maybe still trying to figure it out, but what, what your day-to-day role is and what you hope to do? And I mean, yeah. it might still be a work in I think operations is one of those things where, like, there's, there is a job duty, I guess, but, like, we are the gap fillers. So mm-hmm. wherever it needs to be done, that's what we do. Um, primarily, I work with travel. I work with coaches' travel, um, just the day-to-day operations of the office. But every day, there's something. Um, and so that's, like, we are the people. Like, this morning, we had Husker games. We were, dro- we were in vans. I was chauffeuring people back and forth to Devaney. So it's – but I think that's the fun part is just getting it done and I and that's also I think about this staff it's like if anything needs to be done there's not like okay a hierarchy or anything like that it's like who's ever available that's the person that jumps in Mm -hmm. and so operationally like that's what we do we manage day to day and we make sure that this place runs the way that it needs to to the standards of Mm -hmm. coach rule and I mean to everybody because we always say as he always says like our standard is the minimum here and so everything that we do has to be elevated and he expects that out of us as well and I think that's the best thing it's like we don't get a break from what the players get We, we are held to the same same exact standards mm-hmm. and that's what I enjoy is that there's like no one's a favorite we're we're all favorites and so that. that makes it easy for sure um so I'm the head coach support and staff operations <laughs> so I deal with all of the coaches so if the coaches have a problem they come to me if coach rule needs something he's gonna call me and I better figure out how to get it done <laughs> but I can say that with any staff member if anyone needs anything I I'm going to figure out how to get it done. I deal with, I mean, what Mayo said here, like their travel, she'll like book everything. But once they get back from that trip or once they do something or they need something specifically for that trip that doesn't involve flights, Mm -hmm. I'm the person that they need to talk to. Um, I do money, which is crazy because I took accounting and hated it. (laughs) (laughs) But I've gotten better. I've gotten good at it. Um, There's a whole system to it. So you just got to figure that out. I think that, I mean, there's just so many moving parts. There's so many moving parts. There's so many, and it's so many connecting parts that have to be together and in sync. And I think that's a good thing that Dr. Susan Elza has done for this program. Like anytime I have a question or anytime anyone has Mm -hmm. a question, you just go to her because she's so open and so like inviting and not like, She's not intimidating to the point where it's like, oh, I can't ask her anything. So that's been a huge help with getting my job done correctly Mm -hmm. and how I need to work and everything. So I'm still figuring out what I'm doing just because I've been here for a short (laughs) amount of time, but I have a good idea of what I need to do. So it's been awesome. I did want to talk about Dr. Elza because, I mean, again, just uh, she's incredible and 
you know, such an important figure, I think. I mean, she was the first UIL athletic director, mm -hmm. a woman, to serve as athletic director at UIL, which is a huge job. And, you know, just having someone of that caliber to see in that role for young women, how important that is and what it, that's been like for you guys to, to have that. Uh, Brittany, you can start. Yeah, she is an incredible role model. Um, and like these two were just saying, you can go to her about absolutely anything. Just like Mayo, one of my first conversations with her was almost the same where she was like, I wanna get you where you wanna be and how can I help? Mm -hmm. um, and so just like having that support, not only as like that role model that she is, but also her genuine and like hilarious personality. She's also so funny. Um, but just like having that person in the office really just brings like a bright light to all of our days. Actually, because from being from Texas and mm -hmm. to see a woman in that role for, you know, serving as athletic director of BYL, what was it like for you when you saw that? When I saw that, it was just so eye-opening because for me, yeah, there's so much as a woman you can do in sports, but you just never think that you can take it to that level. Mm -hmm. So for me to see Dr. Elza in that role is just incredible. And it's like, okay, like she can do it, so I can do it. So why am I limiting myself to certain things? And so to have conversations with her, like nonchalant, just normal day conversations, just like sliding in like a couple questions here or there, you know, just starting to like understand like how she got there and like why she wanted to do it. And then she was there for so long. And so all of her connections mean so much and can help you in so many ways. So just having different conversations with her, you never know where that could lead you. Mm -hmm. And so watching her grow up, I guess you could say, is just so empowering and so moving and just, you just can't imagine not having that role model and especially now working for her here mm -hmm. is just amazing. Having her like as my go-to like is incredible and I cannot describe how of amazing feeling that is for me. And how important is it to have a, a woman like that in a, in a role like, in a leadership role like that and, and to see that, you know, as a young woman in this business? Um, I think that is great. I think I will say I got kind of lucky. I was at Vanderbilt and I mean, I had Candace Lee as the athletic director. Mm -hmm. So like I've seen so many powerful women like do this job, seeing her handle that and tackle that the way that she has. But also like, like I said, on the other side, like ha having Dr. Elza as well, it's like that double, that double whammy of like, I see so many women doing this so many different ways. And so there's not one way to do it. Um, I think that you take inspiration from everywhere. And Dr. Elza is a great inspiration here. Cause I think one of her, one of the, one of the reasons why she took this job as well is because of the challenge. And I think, you know, if a person, you know, they, they're that, you know, mature in their career and they're at a place like that everybody doesn't get and they make the decision like, you know what, I want something different. I think even that courage is something that a lot of people are going to look up to. And she and she's she comes in every day ready to work and ready to kill it and to bring everybody along. And I think that that is I mean, as we're young professionals, you know, that's great for us to see day to day as somebody just coming in every day and trying to win the day. You have a, a fascinating story too. How you started? You were equipment manager. Mm -hmm. What perspective did you gain from that as you took on this football <laughs> career? Oh, MG equipment. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell anybody. Uh, I may be biased, but if they started in equipment, I trust them because it is a grind and it is it's every day. It's all day. It's if if the game is at eleven, like we we watched every single thing from coaches to socks 
on players after the game every day. And so that, it, and you never watch the game the same again because now I'm watching the game, I'm looking at helmets, I'm, I'm looking at shoulder pads, I'm looking at mouthpieces. And so that's why like even with our equipment manager Jay here, it's like, so it's still so fun to have those conversations because I watch football so different now. Even at practice, I'm locked in the whole time like because that was the expectation. And so starting the equipment, I, like the grind is just so real because, and you're not close, like you're not, you're not close to like the like the everyday operations, but you're in so you're such such an integral part of the program, and I think that equipment is just a place that if anybody wants to get in and you really want to see like what it takes to be in college football, like that is a great place to start. It's so um, underappreciated. I feel like it. I mean, there are times I bet you don't even see half the game because you're running around fixing helmets. Like when it's cold here, you're getting guys in in jackets, and then the jacket's setting on fire from the heater, and you're having to put that. You know, I mean, there's so many things that it's go on everything. on the sidelines. Because right. I'm the sideline reporter, so it's like you see, and the equipment staff is running around. Like chickens with their heads cut mm -hmm. off. I mean, there, there's a rhyme or reason to what they're doing, but they, I mean, you grind was you you hit it on the head. There. I also I think mean, operations goes hand in hand with that because it's the same thing. It's just you're you're on you're in the actual football day to day side of it because equipment is just one of those things where you got to get in and figure it out. And I think that's also operations. Like you don't have a lot of time. I need it done. I need it done right, but it can't take forever. And so. That it, it just shows you that sense of urgency that you need in every facet, even as a position coach sometimes, to get it done. Because, again, we are all held to that same standard. And so it just – and I'm able – like, if something is ever to happen, like, I can jump in. Like, I know what to do. Like, I, <laughs> you know, I did it. So are you a uniform person then? Yes. Yeah. You, you're like, I like those, I don't like those. Yeah, and it has to make sense. And it, like, the fixture, the type of helmets, the flexes, the speeds, the new, the, like, it's the diamonds. Like, it's fun. It's all fun. I love that. Well, just, you know, for, for young women that might be wanting to get into football and, you know, maybe thinking about a career this way, just how important is it to have women as a part of a football staff? And I know it's important to Coach Rule to have diversity and people represented from all different walks of life and all of that. So how important is it to have women on a football staff? I think it's very important. I think that we, because as a woman, you're just going to view and see life differently. Um, I did, so when I did equipment, I did running backs. I've never watched a second of BPU. I cannot watch kids just running to each other. But that's just the woman part of me, and I love football, and I'm going to always do this. But those are those little things that I have to, you know, struggle. Not struggle, but you battle with. I don't, like, I understand the parents, like, seeing my kids out there, right? Yeah. And so I think that the biggest thing is, like, seeing these women here, you get to dream. You cannot dream what you cannot see. Mm -hmm. And that. so um, I, I just think that as for so many women, and so especially women up here, we all look different. It's like you can't just say, okay, I have to look like this or be like this to, to be here. And it's like, no, Dr. Ells is a perfect example of like, no, if you work hard enough, you put yourself in the right conversations and you're, you're steadfast and you're honest about who you are, you can be wherever you want to be. And so I think that for young girls out there, it's really important to see, especially like we're at the Nebraska, like this is not – like this is a big deal, right? Like to like to like to wear these logos is like you can't take this stuff lightly. And I think to see that every day, like it's a reminder. Yeah. Like we can. I think something that's really cool for us is that we get to watch Dr. Elza have be that role model for us and see where we can go to the next level with her guidance and that we're going to be able to do that for young females that mm -hmm. are looking up to us. So it's just really cool that like Yes, Dr. Elza has that impact on us, and now we're going to have this impact on another generation just to be able to empower them and make them believe that, like, yes, this is possible, and yes, you can do this. Um, just like Mayo said, like, you're seeing it, so now, like, you can go do it too. And I think that's something that I love about football too is just being that person that can empower and, like, leverage other females to get where they want to be not only in football but in all, all sports. Yeah, it's just not even, like, 
with just women though you bring a whole new side and like a whole new perspective to all these coaches and all the staff because they see it from one side of the ball before you're going to use football terms <laughs> they see go. it from one side of the ball but we see it from like a totally new side of the mm -hmm. ball like oh like what if i also do the calendars by the way <laughs> the scheduling i forgot to mention that so they'll see it from this side i'm like well that doesn't to me that doesn't add up like can you explain it and they're like oh yeah you're right like that doesn't so like let's do it from this way and so like it's just like communication is mm -hmm. also a biggest thing and so girls obviously we talk a lot like we're <laughs> chitty chatty all the time and guys some of them aren't as much <laughs> and so if we just like keep talking we keep talking they're like oh yeah let's grab that idea let's grab that idea and so it's just really fun to like understand how other people's brains work especially as a woman like our brains are 100 miles an hour and so are most of our staff and so it works great because we're just bouncing ideas off of each other mm -hmm. all the time and so that makes a big difference here with the staff and pretty as a recruiting perspective to have women that you know, parents can talk to and ask questions. Absolutely. How big is that too? Because I mean, again, it's like they might feel more comfortable going to SJ and Kara that they exactly. might not. It's, it's all, I mean, everybody's different. So everybody's going to have a different person that they gravitate to or that they have a better connection with during the recruiting process. But being able to talk to moms is one of my absolute favorite things to do. Um, and just like get that perspective on how they're feeling and how are they doing because again like that's so important if a mom doesn't like the school I'm sorry but that recruits not gonna go to that school <laughs> so um, it's not only just like being there for her to answer all of the questions that she might have about the school mm -hmm. but it's also like being there for her child when she's not going to be and I think that's something that really sticks out to me just working in recruiting is I know that I will be there for that athlete during their time at the school and that mom is able to trust me um, while I'm watching out for her kid. It's international or we just celebrated International Women's Day as I just said and, and Women's History Month so in honor of that can you give us a woman that's been a role model to you other than Dr. Elza because we've talked a lot about her. Wants to start. <laughs> this is a tough question. I know. I would definitely would have said Dr. Elza. Well, I'm, well, I'm, <laughs> well you, I guess you can say Dr. There's so Elsa. many. I think for me um, Lee Davis. Right now she's working as the director of on-campus recruiting at the University of Oklahoma, um, but she is the female that um, hired me at the University of Florida, and I still look up to her and talk to her so often. Um, so shout out Lee <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say Lee. I have to say, Dr. Elza, this is honest, but the funny thing is, you have a different perspective because yeah. you, know, you know, UIL yeah. and, and Texas and all that. Yeah, so I have a different relationship with her, definitely. Mm -hmm. Like, I have more of a friend relationship with her. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever called her Dr. Elza, like, ever, except in this. I always call her Susan or Suze or something. So we definitely have a different, pers like, we definitely have a different relationship than everyone else does. But I also think that helps me. And it helps everyone else just know, like, you can have a relationship with, like, your boss. Like, it doesn't just have to be, like, work-based. But she's always been my go-to. Like, she's just an amazing leader and someone you can always trust to look up to. Yeah, I think for me, I have to, I have to circle back to Candace, um, Dr. Dr. Candace Lee. I think the biggest thing about her is just being the first black woman SEC mm -hmm. athletic director. Um, we know, like, 
like, that is a big deal. And yeah. like how like things are transforming. Like oh, she was an alumni, like all American. Like she handled her business. But even now, like she knows every name, shakes every hand. And I think like to be so far up, but never lose touch. You know, never lose touch with the ground. I think like the humility that she has. She shows up to everything. And like that is a person that when I look at, I'm like, yeah, if she like she did it, and she's doing it at the highest level. I mean, I just don't. I just don't think that. Like, I mean, there's not a lot of people who can call that name and say like, I've I've done what she what she's done, and she's doing it in such a place where like sometimes it can be resistant. And for us as minorities, in like in this profession, especially as women, like I'm a double whammy, and she is as well. And so it's like, no, like she's showing, like she's paving the way of like, no, if you continue to work hard, if you work hard enough, they can't deny you. And so like, and I think that's like, and like I said, I think Dr. Elsa as well, you know, of mm -hmm. course, but you know, those are people, but of course, like people that look like me, when like, when we start figuring it out, I mean, that's, that's a blessing in itself. And so it's been great, like to be in college football in general, because this is not a space that was always been created for us. Absolutely. You know, that gives me chills. You guys have given me chills like multiple times. <laughs> um, I guess just kind of last thing for me that I wanted to kind of get to is that if there's women that are thinking about getting into sports at any uh, time in their life. Mm -hmm. I mean, what would be your piece of advice for for wanting to get into this kind of profession? Um, in, sh in short terms, you, you can't have any quit. I know it sounds country, but no quit. <laughs> Ain't no quit. You can't have any quit, and you can't be afraid to like, I, no, and I will track back one thing is learn, do your best to learn the game. I've always been, I've always been a person of you never want to get into a situation where someone's able to talk over your head. Like I was at AFCA and God brings up a fullback and he is astonished that I know what this is. But it's like, never give them a reason to say like, okay, you know, she doesn't deserve to be here. You work hard and you can't quit. Learn, no quit. Yeah, I you just brought up the magic word, by the way, didn't she? Fullback around here. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, oh yeah. I started with running back, so they're, they're always close to my heart, close to the chest. Um, I was gonna say, like, not even learning um, the game, but also just learning the process of how college football works is so important. Um, so I would say, don't just settle in one specific area of college football because. Um, you want to be marketable to literally any department or any group in football that you can succeed at. Um, so I would just say, like, not only work on your connections, but don't be afraid to reach out to people as well. Um, when I said Lee earlier, I emailed her just randomly one day and was like, hey, got accepted to Florida. I would love to work with you. But, and of course, she, she responded. So you never know um, what's going to happen. So don't be afraid to reach out. Yeah, going off of both of their great answers, <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that I thought of was being competitive. Like, mm -hmm. you can't be afraid to, you see one person doing this, like, don't be afraid to be like, okay, like, you're going to do that. I got it. Like, I can do it better than you. Like, and not even to the point where you're cocky. It's just like, if you can do it, I want to do it just as good and even better. Like, I want to show everyone I can do it and I will do it. So being competitive, but also to the point where it's like, okay like I also can be coachable like if I do something wrong I want you to be able to tell me hey let's try it this way and you're like oh yeah no problem like since you told me a better way to do it now I'm even gonna be even more competitive to do it that way so it's just being competitive in any area that you're gonna be in in sports and just excel in that area yeah Mike Wallace always says this to me, but he's like, don't take things personal, um, especially when you're trying to learn more. Um, I know as women, sometimes it's a lot easier just to take things personal when they're saying that you're doing things wrong. Um, and that's something, honestly, that I've learned just throughout my path of working in college football. But if you really just focus on this person is helping me, um, 
yeah. that's how you're gonna yeah. compete because you just don't know level. yeah you just don't know everything yet like yeah. and you're not supposed to know everything yet no one expects you to know every single thing and that's the beauty of it mm-hmm. no one knows everything like Dr. Susan Elza and Sean Patton, they're always, I mean, even them, they're still like, okay, well, like, how do we do this? Like, everyone is always asking questions. So you're, you're always asking questions. You're always going to continue to learn and better yourself and better the team that you're with. Yeah, even to piggyback off that is connecting yourself with honest people Mm -hmm. and people that are going to be honest with you. Because in, like, I know when you're young, you have the debate of, like, what's your friend and what's not. And I think somebody that is really willing to grow you is a person that's going to have those hard conversations. Because, like, my mentors, like, early on when when I first started with that mentor, it was plenty of days I sat in his office and we argued and he just let me be for lack of better terms ignorant like he let me go back and forth and like now I look back it's like I thank God for his patience and the fact that he was able to sit down and let me talk and he was okay are you done so like I can tell you what you need to know you know and I think that's the best thing here like she says Mike Wallace or, or like with me Gordon it's like they are and that's the best thing why people hear is like it, there's there's a it's, they're going to be honest with you and I think that's how you grow it's like you don't want to grow an illusion because you'll look you'll look and you'll never know where you really are you got sometimes you have to test to order, put your finger in there and see how deep it is, you know, and like, and you can't be afraid of that. And I think that's the best thing about our dynamic is like, we continue to push each other and ask questions. Me and SJ, like, like I said, she does one part of travel, I do the other. So like, even when she first got here, I'm like, okay, SJ, this happened. Like, what is our process? Right. And things happen. Like we continue, like Britt, we sit, we all, and we all sit right next to each other. Yeah. We're not yeah, which far. Is great. But yeah, we just continue to push each other and like, you know, have those hard conversations and understand that it's all love first and it's all for the greater good of Nebraska. And so that's what we have to always remember is like, don't forget the main goal. We'll keep the main thing the main thing. You'll be all right. I did say that was awesome, but I promise this is the last thing. So, you know, now that you've been here, you take the job because you believe in Coach Rule, and, mm-hmm. but you don't know how it's going to go, and you don't know, I guess you maybe don't actually have that full belief until maybe you get embedded in it, and you all have such different perspectives. So has there been a point where you're like, okay, yep, this is going to work. Yes, I believe in this. Because, I mean, you can, you can have the initial belief, but then when it clicks at one point, at a certain point since you started working with the staff, has there been a moment for that? That you're like, okay, yep, this is, I like this direction. I believe in it. This is where we're going. It definitely clicked for me real quick. Um, I was nervous in the sense of, I don't know a single person <laughs> except for Susan and Garrett McGuire and Coach Wager. Because Coach Wager and my dad coached against each other back in Texas. And then Susan, obviously. And then Coach McGuire, his dad and my dad are good friends. And so there's so many connections there. So I knew, like, I was comfortable with them. And so I was like, okay, like, I have three friends. So that will be good. But it was just... Coach Rule is just so embedded in everyone needs to know everyone, not just from a staff perspective, but from a friend perspective. And that was the biggest thing. Um, We had a team bonding experience, and that's when I was like, okay, I fully believe and I'm fully committed no matter what happens this season. Like, obviously, I know we're going to kick some booty, but (laughs) um, it's just from like, if your staff has it all together, then the rest of it will come together. Your team will follow the leaders. And I think everyone on the staff is such a good leader in the sense of they want to help each other. And so just that team bonding was like, okay, like everyone really does believe in everyone and everyone really does believe in this program. So why am I not scared, I guess is not the right word, but why am I like hesitant to be like mm-hmm. all in whenever one I've never lived up north <laughs> it's so um so it's just so much fun for me to be like okay like i'm invested i'm here like we're gonna work our 
butts off like we're gonna do great and because all these amazing people are here so that's when that clicked for me at least is the people made the biggest difference for me to be all in yeah I would completely agree um, I honestly was having trouble kind of trying to think of an answer for this one but when you said that everybody is really keen on building those relationships mm -hmm. when it really kicked clicked for me is when coach T Knight, our defensive line coach he told me he's like Brittany you're OOU which means mm. one of us um, and that was during a recruiting weekend when I was still getting to know the staff getting to know coach rule getting to know everybody um, and that just really meant a lot to me like knowing that they aren't seeing me as part of a previous staff they're seeing me as one of their own and I think that was something that was just so meaningful and I was like yeah you're right. I, I believe you and I'm ready to get in and work hard and make Nebraska as great as it can be because of all of these people that we work with and our connections with each other. Love that. Oh, oh you. Yeah, I think for me it was two moments. So like one in my initial interview. So on my on my leg, I have a trust the process written in Arabic. And so they asked me, like, what does that mean? And like when I say trust the process, like everybody's mouth dropped. They was like, you do know like that's coach, like cultural, anybody who's been connected, like that's the mantra. So I knew then and then like Again, I, I just don't think that guy makes, makes mistakes. Like, my transition literally from Texas to here was a week, and it was flawless. And, like, that just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. You know, and, you, and my mom always says, like, you, like you, have, you have to trust the things that, like, don't make sense, especially, especially when they fall in line. And I think the second thing was I didn't, I didn't make the first staff meeting, but I was in the second one. But there was a team meeting in between those times. So we have a team, we have a team meeting, and he is expressing his expectations to the guys and things that have been going on. And so the next day we have a staff meeting. And when I hear the expectation of the staff and it's mirrored for the expectation of the team and to know that no one is exempt of that, I knew I was in the right place and that we were going to be okay. Because as long as we operate, because these kids, they want, at this age, you want somebody to follow and you want good people to follow. And we have good people here. And with the standards that we have in place, and like he always says, they're not, they're not cultural standards, they're Nebraska football standards. And so we have 50 plus people on staff. And so that's everybody's standard every day is we, we, can't, we are standard barriers and bearers and we're gonna do that. And I knew from that day, I said, yeah, we're, like, we're gonna be okay. Cause we're doing it the right way. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome. What a fun conversation. I feel like we're gonna have to have you guys back. And do I know, it's yeah. been great, <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> like maybe once you get into like the season or something, get, get you guys perspective. Cause that was, that was fun. And I mean, I, th I think I got all the questions. <laughs> Anything else that I missed that I should, we should hit on? Oh, I, I don't think, think so. Right. Yeah, 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 been awesome. So appreciate it, Brittany, SJ, Kira. Um, look, um, welcome to Lincoln, and Thanks. welcome. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. <laughs> glad and, to stay. Yeah, you too. Glad you're here, and welcome. And um, I'll be back on soon. Well, right. thank you so much. Thank you so much, y'all. All, All right, right, thanks for listening to this episode of the Huskers Radio Network. Subscribe and like wherever you listen to never miss an episode. Do you guys want to close it out with like a Go Big Red or something? Yeah, let's go. On three. <laughs> 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 One, two, three. Go, Go Big, Big Red! Red. Yay! <laughs>